Welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting you closer to the TV shows you love. I'm Ashley Ray, a comedian, writer, and former TV critic, and each week my friends, fellow comedians, actors, writers, will drop by to dive into the best TV shows we're all talking about right now. All right, let's get into it. What's up, TV Club? This is Ashley Ray. And before we dive into talking underrated TV with Jason Manzukis, I wanted to let you know that this is just part one of our conversation. Like I told you, when Jason and I get together and talk TV, it, it could go for hours. We, we really dug deep on some great TV and we talked about all of it. So enjoy part one now and stay tuned for part two coming soon. Here's our conversation on underrated television shows, part one. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. TV Club. Welcome back, Jason Manzukis. I don't need to even do an intro here. Yeah, come that's on. right. Let's go. Like, come on. Let's just go. Everybody I mean, knows. I've got a list. You've got a list. I, we don't have time for we pleasantries, time. Ashley. We don't have time for pleasantries. They know who you are. They know why you're here. You're, you're here all the time. We come together. We talk about our favorite underrated shows of the year. Everybody else, they're talking about those shows you know about. You're like, oh, they, yeah. It's a, it's a fuck. It's the same goddamn conversation over and over again. They're talking yeah. about the same shows and how great they are. We agree. The shows are great. They're great. We love them. Your successions, your The Bears. Uh, the Bears. These are terrific shows. Good shows. Give them all the awards. We've heard enough. And you know what? Give them the awards. Who cares? Yeah. Let's talk about the awards that should be going to all these other shows. These other shows need your eyeballs. Yeah, they really do. Because, I mean, first of all, this week... It was a slaughter at HBO Max wow. or just Max now. Wow. Uh, we had the cancellation of Our Flag Means Death, which honestly- which was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking and shocking to me. That was a show everyone loved. I was it. actively trying to get on the third season. Oh, you would have been great. I would have loved it. I would have loved, loved that. It. Everyone would have loved it. Oh my yeah. God. You could have played like his brother or something. Yes. Oh, Come on. Somebody who's so impersonating many. him. Oh, so many fun options There's here. a lot of options. And instead, for some reason- canceled it uh they also canceled which was going to be my my first show i wanted to talk about let on me my guess list. can i guess yeah julia yes it was, <laughs> it was julia julia has julia. been my most like heartwarming yes it's like a golden retriever but a tv show uh, it, it was in season two beloved i yeah. am i am i have to admit i've not seen very much of it i've only seen a little bit of it here and there but it is beloved and yeah. i know it has hit hard that cancellation 
I was shocked. I mean, you have an incredible cast. I mean, first of all, David Hyde Pierce, if he's in your, why are you canceling it? One of Uh, the absolute greats. One of the absolute greats. Truly, David Hyde Pierce, I'm also like a... You know, old school Frasier head. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have to clarify now because there is a yes, new school Frasier. Because there is a new school Frasier. Yeah. I don't know if there are. I wonder if there are people who are like, I never watched the original Frasier. <laughs> I just watched the reboot. Um, I, I think there are. I. <laughs> Because I've been watching the reboot and a lot of it, I'm like, I don't know who this is for. <laughs> I agree. I tried it as well. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, and I want it to work because, boy, I rewatch old Frasier all the time. It is a, for me, true end of the day, end of the night comfort yes. watch while I'm winding down. It's perfect. And you had David Hyde Pierce playing just a, such a lovable role in Julia. Oh. Kind of a Niles Crane uh, with his like just giant wife he loves. Yep. It's it's amazing. <laughs> and the, the show has this kind of live theatrical musical quality, quality to it. Like it's so choreographed mm-hmm. uh, the way that they move through the spaces and through the studio. I thought for sure this was going to get a third season. And, and again, just a slaughter. Max canceled it. I'm really curious about like I'd like to know. My suspicion is that's an expensive show. Yeah. It yeah. looks big, beautiful, on location, in all these places. Oh, yeah. They it's, were in It's France. expensive, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's expensive. And so, you know, and I hear nothing about it, you know, except for a few people I know who are obsessed with it. Uh, we're, yeah. Yeah. Julia Heads, we ride hard. <laughs> it's not part of, people aren't talking about it in a way that I would be curious what the numbers are. Because I also think like, oh... You know, is that a show that in like in old school HBO terms would have been a hit? Yeah. You know, if that show was your Sunday night HBO show, would it have been more, you it know, received rapturously? Here's you know? the thing I didn't I never understood. I was like, Julia Gilded Age. That is a back to back time that everyone would have watched on Those, a Sunday. Exactly. Those both scratch an itch. That I feel like not a lot of TV shows do, you know, yeah. um, and I the true I, again, I've, I really have not watched much of Julia. I did watch most of um, uh, Gilded Age season two. Yeah. And and it is similarly so comforting and such a yeah. kind of they're both. It's so funny because so much of my list is I, as I'm as I'm, you know, making my list and stuff like that. I'm thinking about like, oh. These are shows that when I talk about them, I'm talking really about vibes, you know, yeah, and I feel like vibe show. Gilded Age and Julia are vibes shows because, you know, it, I don't know that we really are so super invested in the man who the guy who's inventing the alarm clock. No. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> but we are in a way that it's like, oh, it's vibes. I want to hang out in this, in this world, world with these it's people. Like, we know Julia Child's story. There's <laughs> yes. no shock or mystery here. But they find these funny ways to get you to be like, I have to see her friend get married. Yeah. And, and now we're just on this cliffhanger. So that is my... I would say most underrated show of the year because it got canceled. Uh, so. Wow. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I. It is. It's a. It's a bummer. 
It's a bummer, and I do think that's going to be the narrative going forward is truly I think we're going to see a lot of canceled stuff, yeah, a lot of a, a lot, lot more consolidation and then a lot more canceled stuff, which yeah. is in the same way that we've now been inside of whatever it is over a year of shows being erased from servers. You know, stuff is going to not just be canceled, but go away. Yeah, it's going to go away. It won't be on the platform. There's so many shows that I didn't get a chance to finish that I was like, oh, I'm going to save this. And now it's just not there. Yeah. I, it's sad. So so <laughs> what's, what's first on your list? What, what do you, you know, got? I've got I broke down my list into kind of categories, you know, because I feel like my year is or not my year, but like in order for conversation, my year is like every every I always have. I try and boy. I, I write everything down that I watch, right? Yeah. So I'm keeping track of everything. And it that helps me both in this instance of looking back on the year. And it also helps me see like what I'm watching together. Like what are, what are the things that are percolating together? Because I try and keep... Um, I'm always watching a lot of stuff, but I try and keep it like programmed well. Like I'm, like I'm programming a night of television. I want to watch... I want to be watching, you know, intense one hours, crime yeah. stories. I want to have my light one, half hours. I want to have my kind of what what are my kind of uh, unscripted reality type things. And so I kind of broke it down into those categories. Let's I love um, see you come prepared. I yeah. w- w- let's start with a category. Let's go. So I think just for just just to get it out of the way, my first category is all of the dad shows that I watch. Of course. All of the yeah. four dads by dads yeah. show because it is time this year, I get my annual check in on Bosch. I would love Ashley, boy, would I love to update you to the to the to the events that are unfolding in Bosch Legacy season I, two. I know his his, <laughs> his daughter was there. Oh, his and... daughter was there. She was buried alive, Ashley. She was buried oh, no. alive. Um, which was a, a wild story choice. Yeah, you never want that. You're you never want that. Um, so yeah, so my my list of, and, and some of, I will say these are, I, I'm also starting with these because these are my least underrated. These are very much watched shows, you know? They might not be hyped in the award season chatter or stuff like that, but these are very big, like, audience level shows. I'm talking about Bosch Legacy. I'm talking about Reacher season two. I'm talking about Slow Horses season three on Apple. Incredible show. Yeah. And I'm talking about one of my absolute favorite shows of the year, Hijack on Apple TV. Oh, yeah. Loved Hijack. Loved. Loved. That was underrated, I feel like. I honestly forgot it was last year. If you told me that came out in 2021, I would have been like, yeah, yeah, during And it's And it's like, but it came out not just last year. It came out in the summer. It came out like, not recently, but you know, not, it wasn't like like this time last year. Um, But I thought Hijack was a blast. And that's what like a lot of my list is, again, Hijack to me is vibes. Hijack is like, maybe it would have been a movie. At some point, you know, like a just thriller, yeah. you know, on a plane, blah, blah, blah. But now we do that. We we elongate them. We investigate some side characters. Yeah. And boom, now we've got whatever, six li- or seven hours of Yeah, it. a limited series. That's what, yes. what they all want to do now. It's all about the limited series. I did think it would have been a, a stronger movie. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I loved all the just, you know what? But I let's, loved it. Let's get into the backstory of the people who hijacked this plane and why. And I'm like, yeah, yeah okay. And, and the people who were on the ground, all the, all the, you know, uh, <laughs> the busy petty, mom who's the busy mom the who's a flight traffic yeah, controller who, who just feels like something's wrong <laughs> yes. and her life is so busy. And, and then, like, like, and okay. then, like, all of the, all the political operators who are just in a conference room on a, <laughs> on a conference call. I was like, yeah. this is, it, but in that pulpy kind of fun way, it was just a thrill ride kind of go, 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 don't think too hard about it, blast. Yeah. And that's what this category really is for me, is like, I don't think too much about it. Reacher, mostly, I just want to see Reacher solving a case. Like, I'm a big crime, you know, detective, you know, like one of my favorite shows of last year was Poker Face, because it's oh, like yeah. old school detective it feels like an old school network detective show a la Columbo or Rockford Files or you know uh, Murder She Wrote or whatever it was so, perfect yeah. I loved it I loved it and a lot of these shows have a scratch a similar itch for me um, Slow Horses being like the elevated version of what we're talking about just because I think it's both, you know, a much stronger show with there's absolutely. Some, yeah, there's some next, quality there. Yeah. Apple TV and puts money behind things. It's very expensive compared to some of these other shows, which look like they were very cheap to put together, but are nonetheless very satisfied. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so I feel like in terms of dad shows, on the other end, there are similar mom shows that yeah. are also like very crime heavy. And I got into one that, that Ooh, was what on we got? CBS. Why can't I remember the name of it? What's the guy from from Saved by the Bell? Oh, it's the one about the serial killer trapped in a basement? It trapped in a basement and he's yeah, kidnapped by the girl found? who kidnapped. Yes, is it called Found? found? Yeah. I got so into Found I haven't because watched my it. mom Tell me was everything. watching it. I mean, it's so this girl is kidnapped by Mark Paul Gossler as, yes. as a little girl. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know the full story. They show you in flashbacks. It's weird. Like, wow. eventually he kind of becomes like a father figure to her. But it's like you kidnapped her. It, it's odd. But we don't actually know, like, how she escapes or what happened there. But she grows up and decides to become a, a officer. Well, not really an officer. She's like a detective, a private detective yeah. who finds missing kids who are ignored. So mostly like black kids. But she does it with the help of the right. guy who kidnapped her because she kidnapped him and is keeping him prisoner in her basement. That's this is the kind this is okay that's fucking bananas. Yeah. So like what's yeah. what that tells me it's so interesting because that is like that that's so illustrative of where we are in network television because we still need detective shows because that's all people want to see. That's all we want. Yeah. But now you have to have an element or a wrinkle or a concept, a high concept idea that you lay on top of just a traditional yeah. detective show. It can't be she's looking for missing kids. She needs the help of the man who kidnapped her. And then it yeah. gets even weirder because they have a weird sexual dynamic. It's like How a whole bizarre. BDSM type vibe what? and like... Uh, it's like very <laughs> sub top bottom. It's what? And she well, she has them all like chained up and stuff. But then it's like a weird power play. But it's also like you so knew her as a little girl. You kidnapped that, her. Oh, as well, a that child. see that part about I didn't know that he'd kidnapped her as a little girl. I yes. thought it was a woman who had a serial killer 
in her basement. I didn't realize he'd he she was no, personally yeah. if affected by him. Yes, yes. She was kidnapped by him as a little girl. Like so wow. they, we see flashbacks of So her. it's like an Emily Smart kind of um, Yeah, because I mean it's it, we don't really we get flashbacks Elizabeth of how Smart. He, Elizabeth yeah, Smart. But it's Sorry. like he mostly kind of treats her like a like his daughter. So it's a weird vibe. And Ugh, then it's older like he, it. she kidnaps him and it's like slightly odd and sexual. I but Mark Paul got he just has so much charisma that like oh, I yeah. You know, it, it but reads that, that yeah, that's I mean, that's fucking crazy. But yeah, that, it, 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 that's the kind of show, though, that I feel like w- when we get on this conversation in eight years, you're going to be like, can you believe we're on season nine of Found? <laughs> and I love every episode, every episode. It. And it got renewed. I was like, I, and now they have a kid together. And oh, now absolutely. like, it, and now the Rudy. kid is getting kidnapped by someone <laughs> that they helped find. <laughs> That's how it's going to go. <laughs> I, By the way, I sincerely hope that's how it goes. Because, it, like, that's, like, the the normalization of... It would be one thing to be like, okay, a la Silence of the Lambs. I need to use this yeah. um, serial killer to leverage information so that I can solve a case. But that you do that every week for a long period of time, it starts to be like, well, no, the most significant relationship you have in your life is with the is serial with killer. This, is, yeah, with this guy who kidnapped lots of kids. Like, I think she's like ends up being the second or third kid that he's kidnapped. Oh, no. So he's That's like, bad. I'm really good at kidnapping kids. I can show you how... People are doing it. But hey, my mom and I are obsessed with it. So I get it. You know what? I'm sure at some point. If it's if it succeeds, I will watch seven seasons of it (laughs) in a very short amount of time. And I'll be on here being like, how come nobody told me this was so good? So good. Yeah. Yeah. Or I should have listened when everybody told me it was so good for like, for example, I also have on my list because there's another category of shows that I watch that I have in my curated rotation. You know what I mean? Like I want to be having a current, you know, one hour uh, dad show or one hour drama or thriller. I want to be having an animated show. I want to be having a sitcom going. I want to have the variety of all these things. One of the other things is a throwback. Okay. You know, is an old show. And sometimes that is I'm rewatching a show that I love, a West Wing, a Gilmore Girls, something like that. But for me, one of those this year has been a show that I've never seen before, but uh, has been a and I'm mentioning it, too, because it's a CBS one hour uh, has been talked up to me so much. And to all the people who said, I think you would like the show. You were right. I love it. The Good Wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the Good the Wife good is wife incredible. Is phenomenal television. Yeah. It is especially phenomenal network television. Oh yeah, it is. You forget it's on CBS. It's so good. Yes. And I watched it. Like I started it later, so I streamed a lot of it, and was just like, they let this happen on CBS. Yeah, totally. And it's a blast. And the Kings, I really like. I've watched a bunch of um, Evil. The the show Evil on uh, Evil. Peacock, yeah, uh, which I thought was terrific, and I'm excited to get back to it. Um, but um, boy, The Good Wife is a blast, and that has really scratched an itch in that way of I do feel like a lot of what my list shows il- illustrates about my because I also in making the list I'm like oh this year I felt like this I can intuit I can intuit how I felt during the <laughs> yeah. year. 
emotionally, psychologically. By what I was watching. By, by the two, the two markers are my year end list of what I was watching and my Spotify wrapped. Yeah. You know, <laughs> my Spotify wrapped number one song this year. I was like, oh, I must have had a hard year because my number one song is a very calming, relaxing, like take it down a notch guy yeah, song. Let's all calm you know? down. Uh, let's mine, all relax. Mine was uh, Daisy Jones in the Six. Which is oh, very embarrassing. Yeah. It was it. They're oh a God. fake band from a TV show, but I could not stop listening to that but album. You loved the music. Oh I my God, love the great. music. It, <laughs> look, I, you know, if they're nominated for a Grammy, so I'm mm-hmm. not alone in saying oh, yeah. the music was great. Well, and it's Blake Mills did yeah. the music. I do know that. Who I think is f- fantastic. Yeah. Um, one of the greatest. Um, one of the greatest uh, experiences I had this year was not TV, but a concert. I went to Seattle to see Joni Mitchell live um, at the Gorge, and the she was surrounded by all these other people, Brandy Carlisle and Annie Lennox and all these other people, including Blake Mills, who played guitar and was very much integral to the band. So I'm a huge fan of his. So when I found out he was doing all the music for that show, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And it's just him being like, I'm going to do Fleetwood Mac covers. And it Mm -hmm. works. And I listened to it. Yeah. But I also was like, oh, I think I I had a tough time this year. I was just listening to a fake made up band. Oh, yeah. 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 You can't even process real bands. Not even a real band. I just was like, I just got to (laughs) listen to this and the fake story of their lives. But if they win that Grammy, they will have half as many Grammys as Fleetwood Mac. Holy. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So there you go. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Let me just shout out one more show that I have just because I think it's the most underrated show that I have in my dad category Uh, because all the other ones I mentioned, which again were Bosch Legacy Season 2, Reacher, uh, Hijack, and Slow Horses. Hijack, again, Idris Elba, who we didn't shout out enough, it's it's a starring vehicle for him and he is electric to watch. The idea, again, one of my favorite people to watch and the idea that he was on like seven hours of television this year was is just a treat for us. Yeah. But the, the the show that falls into this category the most for me underrated is a show that so many people when I talk to them about the shows I just mentioned are are watching them, are fans. You know, they like British crime shows or blah, blah, blah. There was a show that came out this year on Paramount Plus that is called The Gold. 
that huh. I thought was incredible. It is a British crime show, true story show. Um, it's got Jack Loudon in it, um, who is River Cartwright on uh, Slow Horses. It's right. got Hugh Bonneville <laughs> from Downton Abbey. Um, it's got um, uh, a whole host of incredible British actors in it. And it is the story of a, I think maybe, and this might be a little bit wrong, but I think the biggest um uh, bank heist in British history, which takes place in the mid 1980s, oh. and it's it is these bank robbers. The opening scene is these bank robbers. This is not spoiling it. I think this is setting it up. Is these bank robbers are go into a bank. They're they're in the process of getting the vault open, and they realize just outside of the vault, near right where they are, one of the guys is like, "Hey guys, look at this." And there is, waiting to be put into the vault, there is 27 million pounds in gold. And so instead, they just take that. Well, yeah. So they have successfully stolen 27, I think it's 27 million pounds in gold in the first 10 minutes of the show. So in a way, you think this is going to be a heist show, but the heist happens immediately. And what the show is actually about is what happens when you have an an incredible amount of gold that needs to now be laundered, yeah. cleaned, that needs to be inserted into the financial systems safely. And so it activates all of these other people. These guy, this guy who is a uh, who's a, a smelter. Um, there, River Cartwright is a fence. The you know, um, oh, what's his name? Um, oh man, handsome. What's what's the handsome guy's name? Oh, oh British God handsome. British handsome. He's like they. So they. It basically becomes a show that is high low. You know, Tom um, Cullen. Hi, Tom Cullen, incredible. He's Dominic the smelter. Cooper. Okay. Dominic Cooper is who it is. Okay. Because his He's name hot. is actually Mr. Cooper. Yeah. Um, Sean, what's his name? My favorite, um, the villain from uh, the the last couple of uh, Mission Impossible movies, Sean Harris. Incredible villain. He's in. He's in it. Incredible cast, and it basically becomes the gangsters, the lawyers, the high-class people, the low-class people, all of whom need to be activated in order to figure this out, as well as Hugh Bonneville and the police department that are now on their trail. I mean, I, I've never heard of this show because yes, who that's looks the at Paramount Plus? Exactly. I want to watch this. I think you would like it because like, it's a blast. Yeah, just and a heist show. I'm kind of like whatever, but this is this. No, is this is like it's like The Wire, all in one season because you're bouncing around to all of the different components. You know, you're spent. You're really taking time to. Oh, this is an episode where we're very heavily with the police department and seeing them getting closer. This is a Tom Cullen episode, and we're really watching him do X, Y, and Z. You know, yeah. Like you really are getting a sense of oh. it's not every episode. I was like, oh, huh. I, I did not think this was going to be going this way. Um, this is interesting. You know, it's it's very interesting. I thought it was very smart and very exciting. I, I'm gonna watch that. I'm probably gonna watch this this weekend. I need something new. Let me know what you think. Yeah. I, I really dug it, and I thought it was fantastic. I'm like, yeah, thank you. This is, wow, we got something new on the dad list that I actually want to watch. That's, I think you will dig it, yeah. yes. And you know what? It, I don't want to paint it with the dad brush just because, in my mind, it fits that box because it's really just a solid crime thriller. 
You know, that, okay. you know, in a way that I don't know that I would call Peaky Blinders a dad yeah. show either. I mean, there's you know? there's some good stuff now on on Paramount Plus Showtime. Uh, I, I, I agree. I, I've been watching it for The Curse, uh, which the finale okay, of out course. today. Are you watching The Curse? You know, I am behind because it is one of those shows that stresses me out. Yes. Uh, when I'm watching it. So I'm I, I'm unfortunately watching it very slowly. The finale, uh, I got to go to a, a oh, preview yeah. they did of it and yep. couldn't talk about it all week. And I wanted to scream. It is just as so hard to watch. It is Ugh. out there. It is like it's not I've never seen anything on TV that is so like they, that. that's how they let him do this. They just that's yeah. what. So yeah. I, I don't want to spoil any of it, because even if I tried to Ugh. describe what happens in the finale, you'd be like, none of this makes sense. Those are some of the most original voices working today. Yeah. You know, um, Nathan, the Safties like that. This is just fascinating to watch, you know, to watch everything that Nathan is doing. I think Nathan Fielder is just one of the most exciting people working. Absolutely. You know? um, yeah. And and you're right in that sense of like, oh, this is what they let him do. You yeah. know, this is what he's spending millions of dollars on. Thank God. I they, love yeah. this. Yeah. Like, good. Uh, the Everyone rehearsal. I love oh, this. I loved the rehearsal. Thank, like, I love this. It let, th- uh, you let, thank you for letting me sit inside of this discomfort. Yeah. You know, and the and that, you know, Nathan is how we end up getting uh, John Wilson. Um, uh, how to with yeah. John Wilson is produced by Nathan. Which, yeah, another great show uh, ended this last year, had their last season, and You're I didn't right. see enough people talking about it. I... It, it, it really barely made a dent this year and for a season that I thought was fantastic. Yeah, and I think um, that's just because Max doesn't know what they're doing. Max is And just I so, think Max doesn't know what they're doing, and I think they don't know what they have. Yeah. You know, I think they also are just drowning in stuff that they're not quite sure how to promote and where. Yeah, and then they look at a giant spreadsheet of shows and they're like, well, I don't know. More people are watching Dr. Pimple Popper and 90 Day Fiance. So let's get rid of Julia and how to with John Wilson. Yeah, it's all it feels like all, you know, um, you know, decisions predicated on you know money what's what's what what's a better margin for us yeah. you know um another show that i feel like scratches that itch uh the, you know what we're talking about the curse john wilson was paul t goldman yeah i uh, had paul t goldman on my list very underrated i was like we moved on too quickly show. it was yep. so great and then i feel like jury duty came out around the same week that oh, paul yeah. t goldman ended and everyone kind of moved on to that as the Oh, is this real fake weird show? Yes. But Paul T. Goldman, I was like, I could write a dissertation on this show. And so great. It's like understanding of women and this man and just like misogyny. And it's incredible. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. And that's I love I, I love that connection to jury duty because you're right. There is a similar element, but so very different and such an interesting study of a person um, and such an interesting Again, like that way in which there's not a lot of people, and I think Jason Wolner is so talented and so fantastic, who could have pulled off that show uh, in order, like as a way of storytelling. Yeah, like it's a, it's a, the way that show unfolds is a way to tell a story that we just aren't used to seeing on TV, and that's exciting. Like yeah. one of the things that's so exciting about some of these choices is, you know, at this point. It's hard to turn something on and be surprised. 
or be, you know, to feel like, oh, whoa, what, what is it? What am I watching? Yeah. You know, uh, it's so rare now to have that experience. And that for sure, Paul T. Goldman was one of them, you know? Yeah. Really like when you want to immediately start texting people and be like, hey, are you watching? You got to <laughs> see this, you know? Yeah. I, I just thought we all kind of. We didn't we didn't talk about it enough. I, I thought it was going to get more chatter in the award season. And I think people didn't know how to approach it. It was just such an odd show. And it started to kind of fall into the same conversation that jury duty and now like May, December are kind of having, even though May, December is totally fictional. But of people being like, well, is it ethical that they did this to this guy who is a real guy? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like jury duty, I think it's they don't do anything to these people's personality. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's really about how they respond to the situation. Uh, the guy in jury duty was a kind hearted, good guy who was there for all. Of oh them. yeah. Paul T Goldman thought they were making a movie and documentary about him and lost his mind. It's yeah. yeah. Oh no. You know, I, I, you know, I know there's a lot of discourse around it, which is, which is interesting, but these are stories that I'm intrigued by. This is the, I enjoy like, it's so interesting to me that we are consumed by reality television in a way that we are comfortable pointing cameras at, <laughs> at real people while they completely blow their entire lives up. <laughs> but there is like a tisk tisk. Like, are we sure we should be watching jury duty? Yeah. <laughs> are we? Oh, is this ethical to be watching Paul T. Goldman? Is this ethical or whatever? And I'm like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Like, like we live in a world in which all of these, you know, reality shows are seem to me to be just encouraging people to be at their worst and then filming them cravenly as a result. I'll add uh, in that category, Kunk on Earth. Uh, which- oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I watched came a out bunch on Netflix, of that. and that came out January of last year. Uh, so I think that another one people watched and kind of forgot yeah. about. But it was just I loved it. I wanted more. I love I loved that because uh, that that occupies a space for me that I love, which is just silly shows. You know, yeah. just a show that is absolutely goofy and silly. And that show really was that. You know, I enjoyed the hell out of that. Yeah, that was that was a good goofy one, and you know. I, I love it. Yeah, we don't get enough of, of the kind of slapstick stuff anymore. Uh, although, again, curious to see how people feel about the end of the curse. I really. Oh, boy. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, uh, so I got to get there. Yeah. I got to get yeah, there. Yeah, take your time. I watch. Ugh. I rewatch the episodes like twice because I just am really? so like, it's hard to watch. So the, usually they the are. first time I'm like looking away half the time because yes. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then I have to it rewatch is, it, to actually get the story. <laughs> it is so true that there are. And I'll just give this to Nathan. There is nobody working today who evokes such a visceral reaction in what they put into the world from me. Like those his work evokes the most visceral reaction from me all from. And that's everything. Absolutely. Every show uh, from Nathan for you to everything. But also, I mean, like also every emotion. You know, like it's it is extreme discomfort to hilarious. I'm laughing so hard to like heartbreaking. And I'm so sad for this person. And, you know, like you are it is a roller coaster. And let me tell you, the finale has 
that whole world in one oh. ride and it just shakes yeah. you all up and then just like great just 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 twirls you all around and then it just pulls you out like gravity doesn't exist and you're like what is even happening where am oh. i it's i love it i can't wait for for all the opinions to come out it just came out today so we're, we're gonna be doing oh, okay. a, oh, great. a deep dive on that with with some maybe people. i'll try and get through i'm gonna you know what maybe i'll try and get to through so i can finish it by the end of next week because yeah. i just i still ha- i'm like halfway in the season so yeah yeah Let's get to it. Uh, I wanted to get into animated shows. Let's do it. I think this was an incredible year for animated TV, adult comedy. So many good things premiered. We had Praise PD, Crapopolis. Well, I guess Grimsburg just premiered this year, so that does not count. Uh, But Captain Fall and uh, oh my god, my favorite Carol and the End of the World. That was my favorite of the year. Okay, I have I have a full disclosure. I've not watched that show, and and I'm excited because I I, you know I watched I I started it the other night because I it's so funny because when I knew we were talking, I made a list of things that I hadn't watched yet that I suspected we might talk about. See? And that was one of them. Yes. And I started it the other night and I was like, oh, this is good, but I'm never going to get through all these episodes. <laughs> yeah. So please tell me about this show. And usually for an adult comedy animated show, I, I get through it in one watch. I'm like, let's go. I love this 30 minutes. Yep. It's a treat. Carol in the End of the World, I had to take breaks. It is funny. It is also yep. so sad and just haunting wow. uh it is about uh this asteroid that is headed to earth america like the w- entire world knows there's nothing that anyone can do so everyone just decides you know we're going to start a countdown clock the end of the world is coming we all know it's coming and everyone just accepts it and it's in this yep. universe where people are quitting their jobs and living their dreams yeah. because you know everyone knows every day it's like 56 days left and then there's some people who just don't have anything to do with themselves and they don't know what their passion is. So they keep working. They find this like secret organization that is just an (laughs) office and they start doing paperwork. None of them even know what they're actually working for towards, but it just gives them a purpose to get up every day. And slowly Carol starts to be the reason all of this starts to fall all around everyone. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, and she doesn't great. mean to be. And that's the funniest part. And that's uh, Martha Kelly, right? That's Martha Kelly, who. Yeah, great. Just perfect so voice work, perfect yep. casting. She nails it. And she's just like, oh, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't I, did, I didn't mean to, like, uh, unravel your secret organization. Yeah. And. Great. It's hilarious in that aspect. And then it'll just have like the most haunting episode where they're trying to figure out like, you know, what was my life even worth when I never spent time with my kids? And yeah, uh, the story editor on it, Noah Prestwish, I worked with him at Clickhole and The Onion. He is so hilarious. One of the funniest people I know. Oh, great. And, okay. and so it's just so good. And I would laugh. All right. I'm and then, in. Yeah, I would laugh. And then. Just like the last beat of, a, of an episode, it'll have you sobbing. It is incredible. Oh, wow. oh, I love it. Yeah. Great. Okay, perfect. That's a home run. I know yeah. I'm going to be super into and that. And it came out like right before Christmas, so I feel like people weren't trying to watch something so depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm all in on that. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. That's that's great. Um, And then wait, sorry, what else? Captain Fall, I also didn't see. Oh, Captain Fall was incredible. Uh, Originally, it got a two-season order from Netflix. They were like, we're going to do our 20-episode split-it-in-half thing. 
And did they do that with Inside Job yes, as well? Yes, they did that with Inside yeah. Job. And at least with Inside Job, they got to release that second season of yeah. uh, Captain Fall. They changed their minds in the middle and just canceled it. Uh, but it starred Jason Ritter as this captain who is like a bumbling, just happy-go-lucky idiot who doesn't realize he's being like taken advantage of by all these people. Uh, yep. And is basically running like a smuggling ring on this ship that this cruise right. ship. Uh, yep. And then like chaos happens like within his family from all the stuff he's doing. Uh, it, it was really fun. I It's just like the smart kind of <laughs> Archer style comedy that yeah. I love. And another show that came to an end this came year. To Archer. An end, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which the end for a lot of stuff this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I'm, I'm surprised by. I'll throw out a couple this was the this was a year that like I watched a bunch of stuff that was um I'm trying to think. I watched a bunch of like the the normal animated stuff that I'm that I'm always watching, but then was like dipping my toe into anime stuff for the first time Ooh. ever, really. Yeah. Um and to be fair, I'm going to say anime even though I know I suspect a number of the shows that I'm going to reference are not technically anime because of who and yeah, where is I, doing yeah, them or so, I there's know there's rules and stuff. Yeah. I'm going to say stuff and people are going to be like, "Well, these are the most obvious." You know, of course <laughs> you watched Blue-Eyed Samurai. I wa- I started Blue-Eyed Samurai. Uh loved it. Loved it. Loved the girl it. who does my hair put it on and I was like, "You know what? I'm going to keep watching I this thought, when I get home." I thought that show is not just fantastic uh um like just great revenge, you know, samurai story, but beautifully animated. I thought it was like the the I thought it was visually stunning, especially the as the season goes on, it gets more and more like the last two episodes are essentially one long battle, one long series of battles. Yeah. So it's a huge. So it's like one action set piece is like yeah. the end of the whole thing. And it is electric and i thought such good action visual action storytelling that has emotional weight behind it i thought it was dynamite i loved it yeah and i, I think technically not an anime i don't know but i just know yeah that I, I don't think it is but i liked that show uh and i yeah. then i found out afterwards uh maya erskine i think voices yep. yeah the blue-eyed Samurai, and yep. i was just like oh i don't wonder it was so cool like she's so cool oh yeah Oh no, it's a it's a great cast. It's great. I I thought it was fantastic and I absolutely loved it. Um I mean, speaking uh, of I, I mean anime. Yeah, go ahead. Did you do Attack on Titan? It ended last I year. I did after not a do Attack. I've never done Attack on Titan. <sighs> but should I be yes. doing Attack on Titan? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So that's a kind of show that is intimidating to me because there's so much of it. Yeah. You know? And you really just just start with season one, just watch, ignore, you know, all the online yep. stuff. All There's so many, like, little in-between. Because in reality, the show aired over, like, a decade. So there were periods where the fans were like, when are we getting episodes? And they would do these, like, kind of spin-off oh, wow. little versions. Oh, ignore okay. all of that. Just watch the series as it's on, like, Hulu or whatever. I think the yeah. first few seasons are on Netflix. And you'll just be pulled right in. It is incredible. It's the anime that got me into anime. I Interesting. got so into it. I watched like three seasons in a week and would just stay up until wow. like 3 a.m. obsessed oh with God. it. Uh, and then we just got the final, final season because they kept being like final season part one, final season part two. And oh, wow. now we actually have like the series conclusion. And it was I thought it was great. Uh, huh, but great. Yeah. It, it's one of those ones where it, it has a big fan base for a reason. 
Yeah, no, I know it's it's talked about so much, and I will I gotta do it. But boy, it it is when you see that something has that much there um it's intimidating because i'm like okay i've got to really do numbers here yeah yeah TV, I say. the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. TV, Did you watch um, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off? Absolutely, I did. I loved it. And I think, you know, a part of me is like, I did see a, plenty of people writing about it and stuff, so I don't know that it's necessarily underrated. I think it was. I, I saw but people I think so too. writing about, like, the cast and being like, oh, they got yeah. all these people to do voice work, but no one was actually talking about how cool the changes they made and the updates yeah. they did were. I... I, I love the original movie. I was a little like, do I am I going to care about this? I put on the first episode and was hooked. I Loved it was it. everything I needed it to be. Same exact thing for me. I had no idea. I really didn't even have much of an understanding that this was coming. You know that this yeah. was on the horizon or anything like that. So when I just saw it, that it was on, it was a tile on my Netflix, and I was like, "Huh, what's this?" Uh, you know, I loved, I loved the books. I read the books when they were coming out. When Brian Lee O'Malley was putting his books out, I read them. I loved the movie, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm in the bag for he." Was, Brian Lee O'Malley did an incredible book called Seconds. Oh that if, yeah, that I can't recommend enough yeah. as a graphic novel. Um, I don't think it's ever been adapted into anything, but boy, would I like it to be! Um, terrific. Yeah, people people have mentioned this book to me and said that I would yeah. like it. I think you would. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I was such a fan of his work and and the fact that he was so involved with this adaptation. I felt like, oh, this is very cool. And then I thought the show was excellent, like really great. Yeah, I, you know, I I think I remember a lot of like online discourse before it came out where people were just kind of like, oh, is it really worth it? Is it going to be that good? Do we really need to tell this story again? Like, wasn't it already kind of problematic? Like he dates a young girl, age guy, and I just love that the show extra just takes on all of it immediately and is like, isn't this gross? (laughs) And just tries to kind of course correct in a way that. I, it made me kind of go, where is this going to go? I actually don't know. It's it's a different story, really. And it's such a great like how do we, it's like such a it's a great way to examine a text to be like, OK, this is no, you know, the same way that the the graphic novel series is not the story necessarily of Scott Pilgrim. The movie is not the story of Scott. Pilgrim. It's it is each iteration of Scott Pilgrim is the story. Yeah. You know, it is constantly 
telling itself differently, finding different ways to come at it. It's it is a it's a text that is being interpreted by its creators over and over again, and that's fascinating. I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm gonna throw another uh, underrated Go. animated show. Praise PD on free. Didn't watch it. Uh, no, but nobody did because it was so hard Didn't to watch find. It. Yes, it was. So you uh, you even were starting to say were you starting to say freebie freeform. Freeform. Oh boy. <laughs> Freeform. Even harder. Yeah, which Freeform, may, which I was that did that used to be what did that used, used to be? It used to be ABC Family. ABC Family? Uh, yeah. Because that's where I used to watch Gilmore Yeah, Girls, like, and they was. would really focus on like teen shows yep. and that. And then they pivoted that to That was Freeform. the network that I believe had switched at birth. Yes, yeah, switched at birth. <laughs> uh like the secrets of the American teenager. Uh, oh, Foster, I don't know that one. Just a lot, Kyle XY, just a lot of like weird, yep. overdramatic teen shows. Then they pivoted to Freeform where they were like, we're going to be a hip young people show. And they were actually uh, making some cool things. Uh, they had single drunk female, just like, oh, okay. you know, yep. grownish, some interesting stuff. And then they also greenlit Praise Petey, which is this animated show about a girl who uh, on her, I, I don't know what birthday or something, but her dad dies and she realizes her dad was a cult leader and that's why he was never Funny. in her life. But then he left her the cult because he told all of his cult members, my awesome. daughter will return. That's like my great prophecy. So she's forced wow. to kind of inherit this cult and she also great. like loses her job and stuff. So she has nothing to lose. Uh, and she moves there and is trying to reform the cult, but then also pretty quickly realizes she loves being a cult leader. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's hilarious. Uh, a lot of the talent involved. Um, it was created by Anna Dresden. It, it's just uh-huh. so many great writers uh, who worked on like Rick and Morty, 30 Rock great. and stuff. And I thought it was so funny. And of course, Freeform canceled it. Uh, after Ugh. one year, but they also canceled all of their shows, so they were kind of like, "Oh, is that right? Has that like has that been like subsumed into something else now?" Yeah, I'm, that's what it seems like it's happening. Basically, because uh, well, it's if it owned was an by ABC yeah, it's owned thing. by Disney yeah. and Disney bought yeah, all of so Hulu, yeah. and they were kind of yeah. like the stuff on Freeform is repetitive. So now Freeform is just a channel uh, where they show Super Bad on repeat for uh, every day, all day. It's <laughs> it's always on. It's just the Super Bad channel now. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. How weird. Yeah. So okay. praise PD, go watch it. Uh, I'll watch it. It's really great. good. And it also just a, a tie-in with a great documentary series that was ignored this year, The Garden yep. on Max. Uh, okay, don't know it. So it, it's about... This is a cult show. I know this because yes. I watched the yeah, trailer. It's a I mean, cult I, show. I know that I watched... Yeah. Because there was like four cult shows recently that were all up that I watched all the trailers for and then was like, I'm not going to watch any of these. There's, yeah. Because they were stressing me. They're out. all very stressful. The garden is super stressful. This guy buys a plot of land and he has already some cult members who are coming with him to develop it. But they basically post a ton on TikTok and the internet. And people are like, oh, wow. I, I want to come try it. I think you guys are like going to help me be a survive, a survival person. And. You know, teach me how to survive when the world ends. So <laughs> there's like people, there's this one guy who is literally like every day after work, I eat three cheeseburgers, I hit McDonald's and then I oh, hit God. and he's like, but I'm going to go out here and live with these people in the woods and it, it's it's going to be great. <laughs> and of course, as soon as he gets there, he like is just like, I hate this and blah, blah. But also they're like Ugh. the people who were originally in the cult are bullies 
And then there's this guy who comes with his wife and is like, I'm going to take this over and I'm going to be the king of this place and slowly make everyone realize. And it's all real. And then there's a girl in it who's from L.A. (laughs) She's just very like, I saw this on TikTok and I thought like it'd be cool to check it out. Um, (laughs) I didn't have time to remove my extension. So it's like very hard to do the work and stuff. And they want me to eat food out of a dumpster. But like I'm having fun. And she reminds me of the lead on Praise PD. Like she just funny is all in on the cult life, but is also just like ah, girlies. Like what? What are we fighting for? <laughs> like haven't you? I have the perfect Instagram post about this to like really just oh bring us God. into community. And it's I love it's that. so good. Uh, the garden was definitely high on my my cult doc list. That's a good. So those are good. I would love those kind of recommendations from you because oh. those are things that I feel like you have the knowledge of that I don't. Yeah. Because I watched that trailer. I watched the trailer for the the the. Is it a woman who's calling herself God? Love has won the cult of Mother God, which Mother God, thank been, you, yes. which is my number one pick for cult doc of the year. Uh, oh, really? So that's the one I should that's watch. That's the one you should watch. It has full okay. involvement from the members. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> I knew this was the, the that this was the place to ask these, these questions. Are the, this is what I'm here for. This is my specialty. <laughs> if I could get a degree in it, it would just be cult doc expert. Uh, Love is One is, yes, basically this woman who abandons her children and family decides yep. to start doing acid and shrooms all the time and is like, wow. I'm God. Uh, this guy I'm dating is Father God. And all of these people are Facebook followers of ours who come and clean our house for free and give us money. And wow. it starts to grow slowly. She become it becomes like this weird polycule because she keeps falling in love with yeah. new guys. And then she says, actually, oh there God. are three father gods. So every time oh she likes God. a new guy, she's like, oh, guys, I got to I got uh, they believe Robin Williams <laughs> is their like star leader who's what? telling them things oh, from God. So like there's all of these dead celebrities that they're like, oh, yeah, like Catherine Hepburn is guiding us. Robin Williams gave mom a vision. Uh, oh. <laughs> and so they basically believed that like colloidal silver cured everything. And this woman what? would just take bottles, like drink gat, like just cups of colloidal silver and alcohol. That was her entire diet. And they were just like, that's what Jesus Robin Williams says she needs. And of course, oh. she's having crazy visions. And the documentary, everyone in this call. Because she's full of heavy metal. Yes. And she, you slowly see her dying because they filmed everything and wrote down everything. Wow. And she's even saying like, please Wait, take and me so to a Wait, and so they hospital. are filming it, not documentarians. No, they, they themselves, themselves are right? filming it. This yeah. is their it's footage. It's their yeah, footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the documentarians like yep. pieced it yep. all together with interviews. Got and it. they're all still like in the cult pretty much. They're all very like. Because this is one of the. Because a lot of these, the ones that I were talking about, these are like contemporary cults. Yes. This isn't like, you know, 30 years ago in the Pacific Northwest, a group of people Did walked they, into yeah, the woods no. and never, you know, whatever. This is like, no, three years three, ago yeah. on Facebook, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the twist, I think, these days with these cult yeah. docs is that now we're getting into a modern era of, what do you mean this cult existed on Facebook? Like, Yeah. And, but, but. You slowly see this woman die and she's like, take me to a hospital. And they're like, no, you don't mean that. You don't want earth hospitals because you're oh, God. No. Uh, so it's incredible to watch because it's rare Oof. that you get just the cult members themselves being interviewed Oof. going, yeah, we did that. What's the issue? Like the spaceship oh. is coming for all of us still. And they're just all still deeply in the cult. And so I know wow. there's going to be a follow up in like three years when they're all like, oh, my gosh, it was a cult. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's devastating. Yeah. That's so that uh, yeah. Yeah. The the fact that like it just really speaks to I feel like what a period of hopelessness uh, exists in our world yeah. that that people are still the people who are still searching, you know, for meaning for things like are at such a disadvantage inside of a system now where social media can really find those people, assemble them like it. Like, social media and the Internet is a real net negative for people yeah. who are searching. Yeah, which is my that's a perfect lead into my second best cult dog Go. of the year, Escaping Twin Flame. Uh, okay, that's the other yeah, one that I watched which, the trailer for. Which is and it was tied, like, nope. tied with Suddenly Seeking Soulmate. These are two documentaries oh, about I don't know the that. same cult. Uh, oh, so Escaping okay, Twin okay. Flame is the Netflix one. Suddenly Seeking yeah, Soulmate is the Prime yeah. Video one. Uh, but they I are see. both about the Twin Flame University cult, which literally entirely took place on Facebook. It's this couple that just started making videos being like, we're the best couple in the world. We're so in love because we're twin flames and you have a twin flame and we'll help you find them. If you give us $8,000 a month. (laughs) Wow. Isn't what a great, what a great boondoggle to be like, you know what? We can fix your loneliness. You know, we can find your soul. Oh, yeah. And they would basically, these people would join and be like, well, I think I found my soulmate. Uh, it's this guy who's been my friend for two years. He has been married for 10 years and has five kids, but I think we're meant to be together. How do I make him realize <laughs> oh, that? No. And these people would straight up be like, you should just have an affair with him. Just like have sex with him and he'll leave his wife for you. You should just get him to leave your wife. Or they'd be like, just stalk him. Wow. Just stalk. And so like multiple what? people in this call ended up in jail with like restraining orders because they kept being like, you're my twin flame. I can't leave you alone. Never. Oh, no. Uh, oh, that's so Eventually scary. they started to realize people in the group were not finding their soulmates. And the people who were were kind of in these abusive dynamics. Wait, Ashley, they weren't? They weren't finding. Yeah. Because I was about to join I, the cult. I know. I was I was typing right just now like, help <laughs> me flame, find my you know- twin flame. <laughs> And they they started to realize, like, oh, actually, this group is, like, 90% women. Wow. And they were trying to, like, pair people off. So they started telling the women, actually, the way Twin Flames work is that there's a male energy and a female energy. And... Nope. <laughs> and they start telling some of the women, you are you think you're a woman, but you have a male you energy. You have male energy. And actually, yeah. your partner is this lady and you need oh to get, God. you need to transition. And they tried to force all these people to transition and what? this is a call that still exists. They're still like on Facebook and everything. <laughs> oh my God. That, uh, that is shocking. Yeah. That is incredible it, stuff. Yeah, it's, and then there's these people who are just like, yeah, I was in it for like eight years and I just didn't really realize like, oh, I was like, because <laughs> also the couple that is apparently so in love throughout their videos as the years go on, you see that they do not like each other. Like they, really? that they're just together because they're making so much money. Like they show off like they're like, we own five cars. We just bought a mansion. Like, oh my, but this is because we need to, you know, be spirit, spiritually superior as your twin flame leaders. But in the video, they just slowly start hating each other and sitting like farther apart wow. and just kind of. Oh and, and so it, when you watch them, you're like, why did you guys think these two people who are just some people living what? in Michigan yeah. would would have the answers. Would have your answers. And then because that's how desperate people are for answers. And and that's how desperate, lonely people are for love yeah. and c- human connection. And we live in a time where. 
human connection is truly it, like at a nadir. You know, especially these last bunch of years where people have been forced into isolation or alone through the pandemic and all this other stuff. And there's a true loneliness, a desperate loneliness and searching that people are engaging in. And they are very susceptible to people who are like, I have the answers you're looking for. Yeah. Great news. I have the answers that you're looking for. And that is heartbreaking because they're preying on, you know, they're preying on people's you know, deepest needs, deepest wants, deepest insecurities, yeah. all of this stuff that is, that is, you know, the, 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 all the, these bad operators are able to find all of these people who are in need or who are searching and exploit that. And that's devastating. Yeah. And you, know? you see these people who just, they spent so much money. They, yeah. It's, and there's two documentaries, like I said, and I think watching both yeah. of them tells the whole story. The Netflix one oh, really God. shows the side of the victim. I, I'm so sad you said that because I was like which one I, of them people do I watch like, and the answer one? is and both honestly both <sighs> the Netflix one really gets into the victims I think when you watch the Amazon one you're yeah. like well what was so bad about this because it really focused on the background oh. story of the two people leading it like the woman's dad is in the documentary and is like my oh, wow. daughter is evil like she straight up is just like she's evil wow. she's horrible I don't even see her as my daughter anymore she's dead to me uh, and then the Netflix oh one is God. like, here are the lives they actually ruin. So it is one of those. Holy you kind of get the full yeah, story yeah, yeah. when you dig into both. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And kind of like the kind of like the Nexium. Yeah. Kinda, like I feel yeah. like the Nexium to really understand the Nexium thing. I felt like you had to both watch the documentaries and listen to the the CBC podcast series. Which was super interesting. Um, but yeah, okay, got yeah, it. Yeah. All right, like I'm that, on it. So. Ooh, I'm going to have to really gird myself. Yeah, that one's good. Uh, and then I want to highlight uh, Born in Cyanon, which was oh, my I don't know third this at favorite all. cult doc. So Cyanon was a cult I was not familiar with at all. Same, basically never Basically, it. it started in California as an offshoot of Alcoholics Anonymous. There was this guy okay. who was an ab- ab- alcoholic, and he said, I found a system that works. Uh, for alcoholics, for drug addicts, and it's basically very strict labor. And then we sit oh, in wow. a circle and we yell at each other and we call it the game. And it's just they sit in a circle and they just yell all their issues at each other. They can call each other names. It doesn't matter. You can get as mean as you want. You can just like yell the truth. Wow. And people will be like, you're a bum and a lazy drug addict. Grow up. <laughs> and then people will be like, you know, just having someone yell that at me. I was like, wow, I'm waking up. And originally it worked great for that purpose. And then slowly people who weren't addicts started to join because they were just like, this is fun. I love this thing where we get to yell at each other. And all the clips in this cult doc are truly people sitting in a room being like, you ugly bitch. I hate you. You, I've always got a bad vibe from you. And then at the end, they're like, "Okay, the game is over. And everyone's like shaking hands like that was a good time. That was good. And whoa! so slowly they start like raising children in this call and the children also have oh little God. circles where they yell at each other. And this other. is this is also con- like recent. Uh, this is contemporary. No, this is uh, in the 1960s and they collapsed oh, in the oh, 90s. Okay. So it's one of got those it, calls. And the guy. Oh, but still it was around for a yeah, long time. And the guy leading it slowly, unbeknown to anyone, had started drinking again. The last like 10, 15 years of oh, this organization, wow. he was just like a raging drunk who was like, I 
am so powerful. Wow. People are calling us a cult. And he was having people like attacked and killed. Uh, and was truly like, don't fuck with Sionon or we'll kill you. And just, just losing his mind and having, and these people were doing things on his behalf. He also forced everyone to like shave their heads. He forced all of the men oh, to God. get vasectomies because he got tired of taking care of children. Oh my God. That, oh, and, that <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Uh, Forcing everybody to get, like forced sterilization yeah. is that's a wild. And they just, yeah, you know? they agree. And they literally were like, oh, yeah, they would just like set up tables in our Cyanon workshop space and Ugh. just have a doctor going down the line, clip clipping all the dudes. Well, yeah, that was part of Heaven's Gate as well. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Remember. They did full castration yeah. over there. Yes. That, oh, that's right. They were slicing it all off. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, we're just going to do the sex. <laughs> they were, they were, they had a real chop shop going on yeah. over there. And it just, first of all, it's the first time I watched a cult doc and I was like, I could see being pulled into this cult. <laughs> what? It, well, <laughs> Just because you get to yell yeah, at and everybody? And they also in the beginning had like cool parties. They would be like, Eartha Kitt is hanging out with Cyanon. Oh. Like, oh, Marlon Brando oh, is friends with Cyanon. So they would throw these crazy parties and people would just be like, it's a the one space where there it was fully integrated. So like black people could yell at white people. And a lot sure. of the videos are black people just being like, you stupid honky. <laughs> Oh my god! And I was like, so I could funny. absolutely see if it was like 1972, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. yeah, I just get to yell at white people. <laughs> you gotta come. You gotta come and, yeah, check this thing out that with I found. Eartha Kitt and you just yell at white people. You can say anything you want to them, and then everybody hangs out afterwards, shakes hands, and, and shakes says hands, thank you. It's great, and you know, and then it's and then later it started with the oh force shaving your head and all of that stuff. <laughs> That is fucking but crazy. And I was like, okay, I can see. I'm a Sagittarius, and I was like, I, I love to yell. This would be a yeah. good time. Oh, and by the way, happy birthday! I'm oh, also thank you. Sagittarius. Yes, happy birthday! Like, it was. It's it's a good call, Doc. Didn't we find out our birthdays are very close to I each think other? So I'm November 28th. Oh, a little further. I'm December 18th. Okay, yeah, yeah. December 18th. So we're the beginning and the end of the Sagittarius yeah. cycle. Yeah. What's you know your rising sign? I don't actually. Oh. I don't. I know very little about oh, it. Oh, that's too bad. Um, I know. I'm if, sorry. Yeah. I'm. A, I, I. I. I'm sure I could have found out, and that could there's have been. Probably, that'll be part of the there's next. There's probably a website dedicated to your natal chart, and you don't even know it. Oh, I'm certain. I. I'm certain. I don't know it, but probably. Oh yeah, yeah. there are people out there who just will listen to like every interview really? you've ever done and try to figure things out. Like, oh, in this one interview, he said he was born in the morning, so maybe he's. <laughs> oh no. Oh God. Well, I guess I was born in the afternoon, so I'll put that yeah, out. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's out there now. They're gonna know. It's gonna be oh, updated. God, forget about it. Game yeah, over. Game over. You're. They're gonna be like, he's a Virgo rising. It's confirmed. We heard it. <laughs> <laughs> and now we know everything. Now, we know, now yeah. everything's falling. It all it makes, all makes sense. sense. And then they start to hex you so oh no don't, don't hex, hex me don't please don't hex me bro don't look up our natal charts and hex us we don't want that oh, please don't <laughs> hex us guys no hex please don't no hex hexing. us no hexing uh, i know i'm telling you to listen to a, a lot of cult docs but don't wow the, this was a why this i didn't anticipate this whole segment yeah. being as insane of course though it yeah. is like the cult world is just always going to be nuts. It's always nuts. And there were there were just a lot of good cult docs. I mean, yeah. there was a... This year, I will say, was a, a real, like, I almost watched... See, like, for example, I didn't watch any of those cult docs. And normally, I would have watched probably a couple of them. Because, like I said, I watched three of those trailers for those docs and was like... 
no, these seem like they're going to bum me out. Um, And so I'm not going to watch them. So this year, like, I very few... Um, reality docu series, um, unscripted. Very few of those things made it through to my list. Um, the only one really is Alone season ten, ah, which yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah. I really, yeah. if you're if you're out there and you're watching, because I know Alone now has gotten a much higher profile. I've been watching it, you know, since the beginning. Uh, but since it's been airing on Netflix, it's had like a real much larger. Uh, impact and a lot yes. of people are watching and you, it. And you've so, been every time telling me to start alone. I still have not uh, watched it. Uh, I think you're going <sighs> to love it. Don't you worry. But if you're out there and you're watching alone only on Netflix, you have only watched up to season nine. Season 10 has already been released. It aired on History Channel yeah, already. It's on Hulu. So I you can, it. yeah. So you can find it. It exists. So you can watch alone season 10. A lot of people. Only watch it when it pops up on Netflix. So you, you know, you can watch the newest season right now, but a lot of people don't know that. So that's what I'm trying to uh, hype people on because yeah. season ten is fantastic. I think, I, yeah, incredibly. I think yeah. I need to watch that. I there's a hole in terms of the like wild reality oh. shows I'm watching right now. They're just. It is, you know, it's a it's a kind of show that I'm obsessed with because unlike a lot of other reality shows, which I really, for the most part, can't stomach how nasty people are towards each other, how the shows seem to be predicated on how nasty people can be to each other, you know, Um, and I'm speaking mostly of the kind of uh, Bravo kind of, you know, uh, Vanderpump, Housewives, housewives. it's just a lot of fighting, you know, yeah. So um, that stuff really, I, I just don't, I get no enjoyment from it. But alone, I love because the the battle is just between people and themselves. Yeah. So like the, the challenge is to 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 really confront your own issues and your own stuff. You know, both on a practical survival level, but then once the people who are because it's they cast very well, very capable adept people to to live outside in the wilderness for months and months at a time alone but once the people have successfully set up a you know uh, a way to collect water uh, shelter build a shelter get some sort of food resources going on then you're just watching people be alone uninterrupted with their themselves and their thoughts yeah and so you're watching not just practical problem solving but like how people go insane <sighs> yeah you're well, watching people cumulatively lose their see, minds. that's what i'm in that's what i'm in it for okay yeah like, uh and that personal struggle is super interesting um and it's absolutely fantastic it's it's a great show yeah great great show and season 10 is one of the best of recent seasons i feel like uh what was on par for me that was on that that kind of level is uh we got the return of my strange addiction in 2023 <laughs> oh i don't know what that even my, is. oh my my strange addiction it's this tlc show where they highlight people with wild addictions and 10 years ago it was like their biggest show they did all these seasons and oh, wow. it's like people who are addicted to eating foam. There was a woman. Oh, who, oh, oh, oh. I think I have heard of this. The actually. most famous, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, is the I'm woman I get uh, who was addicted yeah. to eating her husband's ashes. And her biggest Whoa. fear was that she would eat them all and there would be none left. 
Uh, <laughs> wow. Whoa. Is that cannibalism? I mean, Got yeah, right? kind of, right? Because you're eating bone. It's burned up. You're eating human, human yeah, remains. burned up human remains. Would she put it in yes. stuff as like a yes. seasoning? She would sprinkle it on top of things, but she also would just like put a finger in and dab it. Uh, she would put it in her coffee. Fuck. Uh, That's and dark. she was yeah and so the show ended 10 years later they did a catch-up and it was also new addictions so they brought back some of the old people to be like are you still addicted to this and then new people oh. like a guy who was addicted to eating raw meat and raw animal intestines mm. uh, a guy oh, who was no. addicted to drinking his own pee don't, and don't yeah do and that. like not just but he would like he lived with his parents and would just like leave pee cups all over the place like people leave water cups uh. everywhere and uh, you know okay, yeah <laughs> uh, there was a woman who was uh, addicted to eating uh dryer sheets and toilet paper uh. yeah and in the what what do they get into the psychology kind of it of. They have they to, like, right? They like kind of do. They'll be like, "So why do you like? Are they is the show reveling in how crazy this is, or are they like you need They're help? Like, we you can need provide help. it." And they do like okay, force okay. them to go see a doctor and talk to a psychologist. Oh, okay, good. And they have a psychologist right. who weighs in and is like, "Well, you know, this person grew up with food insecurity, so eating toilet paper helps them feel secure or something." Oh, they find wow. connections, yeah. but most of the time, the people go to the doctor, and the doctor's like, "Yeah, so this is absolutely killing you," and if you want to be alive you have got to stop eating raw chicken and they go i don't believe this doctor i think i just kind of know more than them i'm living my life like every single person is just like what i don't why is the doctor telling me i can't drink my own pee and it's actually making me unhealthy i don't this is dumb Oh, oh, that's that's heartbreaking yeah that that see that to me that sounds super that okay ashley that is the exact kind of show I will never watch, but I would want you to tell me about all the time. Like, I would want you, I would, if, if like, if we were getting lunch, I would be like, I want you to, to describe the show to yeah. me like you are now. But to watch it, I think would make me quite sad. Similar Absolutely. to, I tried watching Hoarders when that came out, you know, whenever that was 15 I'm a, years ago I'm or whatever. I'm a Hoarders, like, stan- I am obsessed yeah. with Hoarders. And it made me, it, it, every episode broke my heart so much that I was like, I don't think I can watch this because I'm too, uh, I'm too like affected by yeah, it, you know? Yeah, Hoarders and, and Intervention are the two shows where I'm a little like, I'm evil for watching these and I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. stop watching it. I yeah. Uh, there was a new season of Hoarders last year. They've been cutting them down. Really? Yeah, they've been cutting yeah. the seasons down. Um, I think because fewer hoarders are willing to be on the show. Uh, and sure. during like quarantine, I think there were some weird things where now like certain um, hoarding doctors don't want to go into these homes or like in hordes, and oh, everyone's wow. like wearing masks, and it just became kind of like odd. Yeah, but. <laughs> It is still going strong. They still have Dr. T- David oh, Tolan, sure. who is my favorite hoarding doctor. Uh, they This last season, they're really wow. trying to change the narrative around it being so sad. <laughs> they are trying to find yeah. like, more positive hoard stories. <laughs> Oh God! I mean, does that exist? There's, I mean, I, there, there's oh. like some where it's a little more like, oh, you know, he had surgery, so then you know he wasn't able to like get around. I that. see. Versus yeah. the ones that are like, 
a, a classic. No, this is where, like the yeah deep trauma. Yeah. Deep trauma has led to this deeply unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah, where like this woman uh, who became a hoarder uh, because uh, her daughter. St- stole her husband from her her step the daughter's stepdad she stole her stepdad from her mom and they started dating and got married and had kids and the mom lost her mind and became a hoarder the dad died and then they tried the daughter and mom tried to reconnect but the whole time they're trying to take care of this horde they just keep fighting about how she stole her husband That is fucking And the daughter insane. is like, get over it. We, I have, those are your grandkids. Like, move on. It's been like 20 years. Oh. And she's like, you took my husband. Oh. So yeah, oh. they moved away Just from Just even that. you yeah. telling me gives me like, oh. Uh, yeah. You know, it feels so um, voyeuristic <laughs> into the intimacies of people's lives. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. It makes me feel like... Ooh, I don't think I should. Yeah, be and that's how this. you are with Ninety you know? Day Fiance, right? You're not. You're yeah. Big time, big yeah. time. Which had big its time. ten year yep. uh, anniversary this past year, and their tenth season oh, is really? out. And it is. It's just as uncomfortable as ever to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I'm, but I'm still in it. We're still. In it. <laughs> but it did reach a point where even like the plays I was writing for were like, we can't keep covering. It's exploitation. <laughs> like, it feels like that's how I feel. Like when I watch. I will every year have to watch a few episodes of like Housewives or Vanderpump in order to be a guest on the podcast Bitch Sesh. Oh, of sesh. course, yes. Have yeah. we talked about this yeah. before? Um, and whenever I watch them, I'm always shocked and like f- for real in a depression afterwards because I'm like, I don't feel like I should be given <laughs> access to these events in these people's lives, especially the ones, the housewives ones, which tend to also include people's children. Yeah. I'm like, I don't like that this fight is hap this drunken fight is happening between these women. And in the background, I keep seeing their tween children walking around. Yeah. Like clearly having access to this uh, discomfort and bizarre uh, antics yeah. that that the kids I can't tell whether they understand what is real and what is not and what is for the show and what is not and blah 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 exactly you know? and it, it's a little why I had to stop watching Teen Mom and that whole series which Teen Mom is still oh, on Jesus. but it, the it, I mean that show started with sixteen and pregnant those kids have been on camera since they were in the womb and you slowly Ugh. see them grow up and they don't know how to live a life without cameras following them like as the show goes on you see like these eight nine year old kids treating the camera crew like family and stuff well that's like you know that's like um all of these stories of uh family influencer youtube tiktok channels that are now having a reckoning as these kids are growing older and then are saying hey wait a minute I, yeah. it's, I I didn't consent to being on this. Show. I didn't consent to having my my life documented and monetized. Yeah. Uh, uh, f- you know, or whatever. I think we're going to see so, so many uh, documentaries come out about that. There was one that just oh, came yeah. out on Hulu last year. 
I think it was called Web of Death, but I'm not sure. But it's like a uh, each episode focuses on a different kind of Internet scam or like. Oh, wow. Just. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically a scam. And they get into this one very popular YouTube family that, you know, tried to portray as like, oh, we're this beautiful foster family. We take kids in. And then it turned out behind the scenes they were beating these kids for like not knowing their lines and like locking wow. them up at night and it didn't stop until yeah. one of the kids escaped well, and was like help yes. me okay so i yes i heard that came to the neighbors and said help me and yeah. they were yes so i saw a story about that so that's got kind of, you know and then the story i read was a that was the main example and then there was a bunch of other yeah. similar type of things there have now been a number of kids who have sued their parents because the parents made millions off of just documenting these children's lives. And these children were like, that's not what I wanted for my childhood. This yeah. isn't, this is not this fair. Isn't fair. Oh, you know? And I um, cannot wait for the documentary on that. Like they are going to go deep. Oh like, yeah. That, there's going to oh, be, this so is going to be a huge, there's going to be so Absolutely. many. So I, what other categories yeah. do you got? We've, we've only gotten through my, like okay. two, three <laughs> technically, I guess with cults. <laughs> oh my God. I'll throw in, let me throw in a couple of other animated shows. Oh, just yeah. cause uh, just because in my underrated category, um, some of these are v- critically very well received, but I feel like didn't get the the uh, you know um, market penetration that I would yeah. have loved. I, I didn't hear them coming from people that I think would like. It's that thing where I'm like, I say to you, have you watched The Gold? Knowing I think you would like The Gold and that you haven't heard of it, that's what's disheartening. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is, I'm sure you've heard of some of these, <laughs> but uh, did you watch Scavenger's Reign? No. Okay, okay. It's that, on that Max. That was the Max incredible, one. Oh, right. Yep, incredible sci-fi animated, beautifully animated, surreal, exceptional sci-fi show. Uh, like one of my yeah, favorite shows. Yeah, and I feel like just they fantastic. did a big push around this one. I saw billboards and I remember being like, that looks so beautiful. I should check it out. It's really beautiful. Beautiful art. B- surreal, weird, trippy story. It's a great stoned watch if you are so inclined. It is dynamite. Uh, yeah. Um, one of my absolute favorite shows that is also released its final season <clears throat> is um, the Luke Pearson show Hilda that is on Netflix. That is, um, have you ever watched this? No. I, I, I might have brought it May- up in past maybe. episodes, but it is, it's three seasons and there's also a movie in between seasons two and three. They are, uh, it's a, they started as a series of anime, of rather illustrated books, kids books. It's a, it's a show that is aimed at children, to be clear. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but I love it. It's a, it's a folklore, folk tales type show. It's about a, a little girl, adventurous girl who lives in a town called Trollberg and there's trolls on the outside and, and giants and all these kinds of fairies and elves and all this stuff. And it's uh, she's constantly going on advent. Her and her friends or her mom or whatever. It's just an adventuring show about, you know, following your dreams and desires and, and all this kind oh. of... I'm, I'm doing a bad job selling it, but it is absolutely beautiful. Season three ages them up a little bit. So it's a little bit of a coming of age story. It's about believing in yourself. It's about, you know, uh, it's it's just a great feel good animated show that's wonderful adventure stories for kids. Um, I love a kid show that adults can watch. 
Uh, if you have a young person in your life, this show is a must watch. But I don't as a childless 51 year old. Um, Hilda is one of my absolute favorite shows to watch. It is beautiful. The music is beautiful. The stories are just so wonderful. The uh, the the inventiveness, the kind of wonderful folktale, wild stories. You know, it feels like a there's like Lord of the Ringsy adventure Ooh, kind of stories, okay. and then there's just there's Scandinavian kind of folktale that it's kind of steeped oh, I in love that kind of world folktales. Oh, that's that's really what it's kind uh, of yeah, based that's on. My, that's my kind of <clears throat> shit. You know? Oh, I love that. Oh, so then I think you'll love. Oh yeah, this. I studied um, Scandinavian literature in school. I'm all about it. <laughs> oh, I think you'll dig this. I think you'll dig it. It's beautifully animated. It's absolutely wonderful. The Hilda, the main vo- the main character, is voiced by um, um, uh, Bella Ramsey from the, the Last of Us. Right? Oh That's yeah, her yeah. Name? From uh, the main girl from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um. Uh. Incredible. She's fantastic. It's. It is just delightful. Uh. So Hilda and that is, season three just came out and it's its last season. Um. Just as a, I'll sneak one in. This has nothing yeah. to do with this year because this show is long canceled. But I just want to shout it out again because I will always shout it out as much as I can because I think it's incredible. If you have a young child in your life, please watch the show City of Ghosts. Oh. Um. Uh, also on Netflix, it is exceptional chi- children's uh, stories, just beautiful. And it is all about L.A. Oh. Every episode is a, a group of kids who go to an L.A. neighborhood to find out about to find out about that neighborhood's history from its. Oh, ghosts. my God, that sounds so cool. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I want to learn uh, about that's L.A. from a couple ghosts. of years yeah, old. Well, though. I'm going to check. Oh, that yeah. out. I you really should. It's terrific. Yeah, I am going to um, sneak another animated show in uh, the yeah, Clone great. High reboot. Loved it. Loved, Loved it. it. And I don't. F- I it just. I thought more people were going to be talking about this. So excited! Clone High is finally Same. back. I was obsessed with the original. Just kind of came and went. Okay, I agree. And I had a blast watching it. I thought it was so funny. Um, I thought it was like I love a show that's like that. A real just joke yeah. machine. Just relentlessly jokes, 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 amazing jokes. like voice cast. I yep. thought it honored the original show while updating it and being fresh, yep. and I, it gave me a reason to watch. And I, just, I was like, was I again the only person watching Clone High? Just like I was when I was yeah. in like seventh grade and it came out. <laughs> like, wh- come on. Well, see, I didn't watch Clone High because I was like older, so I, I missed Clone High in its original iteration, and so came to this late. So, and it was a blast. Yeah, I loved it. So, so good. So, I. Watch yeah. it because it's on Mac. So who knows? Uh, yeah, and I'll throw two more in, and these fall into the anime category, I believe. Uh, perhaps I'm misusing that. Don't go crazy on me, guys. I don't know. Um, Delicious Dungeon. No, are you aware idea. of this show? It's it's on Netflix. It's recently come out, so I I think it's not crazy that you might not have heard of it. It is <clears throat> the setup is it's a classic D and D style campaign. <clears throat> with all of these, the archetypes of the characters that would be in a D&D campaign. And they're on a fantasy adventure, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but where it keeps, where its originality comes in is they're in an underground dungeon that is like almost bottomless. So they ha- they're experiencing all these worlds inside of the underground dungeon. 
So the dungeon has forests and mountains and all this stuff, but it's populated by monsters. And so they're constantly having to kill monsters. And in the first episode, as the team, as their fellowship is assembling, <clears throat> it's got real Lord of the Rings vibes. Um, the the character, the dwarf character, um, they've got, oh, they've killed all these monsters and so forth. And he reveals that he knows how to cook the monsters. And so every episode stops down so he can do a, it becomes a food well, yeah, show okay. where he... <laughs> talks about and then illustrates how he's going to prepare this scorpion with the the milk from this um, vine that tried to kill them and this and he's going to put this together and it's then it becomes like fully a food show and then then they all eat the food and then that's the that's the episode oh well, this yeah so it's amazing it's, it's an adventure show that then turns into this very sweet food. Sh- it's just great. I really uh, am enjoying see, there's it. There's just so many clever, good animated shows out. I, yeah. I can never keep up. And then I'm going to throw one yeah. more in just because it's fucking, I loved it. Um, and there's only one, because again, I'm looking for things, the, full disclosure, a lot of my choices are I'm looking for things that, uh, to your point about Attack on Titan earlier, do not have... 15 seasons that yeah. I need to watch or something like that. So there's a, only one season of a show called My Happy Marriage that is a phenomenal, like, uh, d- romance drama, period, oh, yeah. romance drama show um, that I thought was Netflix fantastic. keeps trying to get me to watch this. Netflix gets it and they're right. You should watch it. Yeah. And I just kind of was like, I don't know. That looks like some kind of rom-com cartoon thing. It is, but it's not a com. <laughs> it's not. It's a rom-drum. It's like a romantic drama. You know, There, it's not funny. Uh, I mean, there might be little moments that are, you know, clever or funny, but it's not a romantic com. Okay. Okay. I'm going to watch it. I. Uh, but I think you'll like it. It's ter- I, I was... I got, I was yeah. smitten with it. It's got like a I real got, yeah. sweetness I to it. I love a good heartwarming romantic show. Come on, I love it. But there's so much drama. It feels like the Gilded Age Ooh. in that in that it's a lot of like familial uh, 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 positioning and which sister's going to get to marry which person and blah, 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 all kind of family drama. Um, but that is at such a high stakes and it's, but it's all about like finding love and building. I don't know. Oh. It's, it, I just, See, I need, think I need some fantastic. things that'll give me hope in humanity. Oh, and there's like, and there's superpowers oh, okay. in it, in a, in a way that is so minimal, though, in a way, like that, it, like at a certain point, I was like, wait a minute, does this guy have like powers? Like so much story had already happened that I was invested in that I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Does some of these people wait, have powers? Do. And is that is that a thing that I need to be tracking? You know, <clears throat> this. Yeah, I, I need some things that, that will make me believe humanity is special and beautiful and love is real. This is it. watching like my strange addiction and 90 Day Fiance all the time. So, oh, then cue up Hilda, Delicious Dungeon or My Happy Marriage. Yeah. Any of those three will for sure give you send you off to bed with pleasant dreams after watching. Yeah, cult yeah, shows. that's what I need. Uh, and, and an anime show I want to give a shout out. Invincible. We got this this half season. Oh yeah, you guys killed it. It was incredible. <clears throat> I know we we're all just like loved it. Well, I hate this break. Bring it back. I need the episodes. But I know. Uh, I'm so excited. It is. 
It was one of my favorite comic books when I w- when it started coming out, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. Uh, I read it in comics and loved it. Um, I was a big fan of that writer's other work, The Walking Dead, oh, as, yeah. as a comic, which I was obsessed with. And then that I get to be, this is one of those examples of that I get to be a part of this show is like a an incredible dream come true. Yeah. You know, that I get to be Rexplode, a character that I read in the comics is fucking well, a nuts. Great character. Um, Just, uh, thank you. So good. And it's so much ahead that is fucking uh, nuts. The cliffhanger we were left on, just all of it. I was like, how can they, uh, it, it was gone for so long and then we just get a little Omni-Man. I it's know, like, come just on. little tastes. Uh. I know it's going to be it's going to be great. And I will say, if you are a fan of Invincible, if you're liking it and you cannot wait, read the comics, read the comics. There's a lot of them. That's what I love about Kirkman's storytelling is that it is cumulatively moving forward like he never resets. Yeah. Mark starts as a whatever 15 year old in issue one and in the final issue some 15 16 years later he is in his 30s it has unfolded in real time and yeah. that is that is very that's what rare I liked about comics. reading The Walking Dead is that it really you follow yeah. these people and you're just like yeah that's the story yeah. it's that okay, is maybe, it. I yeah. mean, I, we still have some time before it's back, so I guess I, I should get to reading. It's a blast. I can't recommend it enough, but you. But I was going to say, you will be spoiled because yeah. aside from little tweaks here and there and, you know, some medium tweaks, they're not like telling a whole new story. You know what I mean? Or diverging wildly from the from yeah, the books. I've I think heard they're it's really accurate. Pretty like strictly, faithful. yeah, they're adhering to the story pretty, pretty accurately in a way that is, I think... Um, really strong, yeah. you know, because I think it's a strong story I, to begin it's, it's with. It's a good anyway. show. I, it's That was on my animated list. That's it for part one of our underrated TV show discussion with Jason Manzukis. Stay tuned for part two coming soon, and we will be back next week with another episode. TV I say with Ashley Another episode, another episode. TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Anita Flores, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. 
So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.